Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today is Maseches Tainis, Daf Kimmel. We're starting three lines down at the word Tanya. Uh, today, of course, we'll have uh, Shir uh, at this regular time. And tomorrow morning, we will be having Shir after the 6.30 Shachras. We will not be having a Shir tomorrow night in person at all, just in the morning. Live on Zoom as well for those who are interested. I will, of course, post accordingly. And then I'm off to a very sunny climate. And hopefully I'll be back um, Wednesday night, but doubtful for Dafiomi. I'm probably posting at that point when I have to see what time my flight is. I don't really know. It says the Gemara three lines down on Daf Gimel and Alf. We were in the middle of discussing a possibility that maybe some of our shitas of when we say Mashi Baruch Geshem are based on Nisu Chamayim. So we saw that the reason, according to some, as to how we knew what we were talking about is because, because we had a, a remez in the Pasuk of Mem Vav Mem. We saw that there was extra letters of unisachecha, uh, uniskehem, and there was a couple of mems, and then a, uh, and then a yud, so mem yud, mem maim, I should say. And then the Gemara here picks up on that note, third line down. Tanya, the Brysa writes, And how does the Brysa understand the Pasuk of Bakodesh Haseich Nesech? How do we understand Haseich Nesech? So the Gemara says, We're talking about a case that has two different Nisuchen. And the Brisa, Reb Nassim, tells us what each one was. There were two Nisuchen, two libations. Echad Nisuchamayim, one was a water libation. Echad Nisuchayayin, and one was wine. Says the Gemara, how do you know? Maybe we should say both of them are wine. And then you have no reference in regards to water whatsoever, which questions how you would then establish when Mashiva Ruch Morida Geshem should be said, says the Gemara, no. In Cain, had it been that they were both the same, then the Pasuk should have said, Lichtov Kra, oh Haseich Hesech, oh Naseich Nesech. Right? We're assuming that one language with the He has to do with one and with the Nun has to do with the other. My, why then does the Pasuk say Haseich Nesech? one with a hey and one with a nun, Shamas Mina, it must be that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving us a little bit of a remez, that because it says Haseich Nesech, one with a hey and one with a nun, therefore, Chad Demaya V'chad Dechamra. Beautiful. All right, so that's what the Gemara says, and that's how we conclude that according to some of the Tanaim in our Mishnah, who say that Mashi Baruch Mordegesh has to start at a specific time, it's based on Nisu Chamayim, unlike the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer that we saw yesterday was based on Lulav. Says the Gemara, 10 lines down, we have a kasha from a Mishnah. How do we understand Nisu Chamayim Kol Zayin? We learned uh, in a previous Masechta, the Gemara says we learned this in Masech HaSukkah, that in Masech HaSukkah it says that Nisu Chamayim was done for seven days. The problem is that if Nisu Chamayim was done for seven days, so how do all of the Shitas who say that Mashiva Ruach Geshem, that its timing is dependent on Nisu Chamayim, how could you have a machloka? Says the Gemara, money. Who from our Mishnah could possibly align with this Mishnah from Masech HaSukkah? E Rabbi Yoshua, according to Rabbi Yoshua, name Achad Yoma. Rabbi Yoshua is the one who argued that, wa- that water is a simon klala, and therefore we should start at the end. So therefore there should only be one day, name Achad Yoma. There should only be one day at the end because that's when he said Mashi Baruch should start. That's when the Nisu Chamaim should start. E Rabbi Akiva Treyoma. Rabbi Akiva who said that Mashi Baruch should start on day six. So then that means that the Nisu Chamaim should start on day six, which means you are only left with two days. And E Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira, if you want to say like Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira, she said Yoma, he said, he said that Mashi Baruch started on day two, and that leaves us with, a, with six days left until the end of the Chag, and maybe Nisuch HaMayim should be six days, but none of these sheet does agree with the Mishnah Masech HaSukkah, which says that Nisuch HaMayim was seven days. 
So the Gemara answers, Le'olam, really of all the shitas that we've discussed, which one makes the most sense? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beserahi, Besvira like Rabbi Yehuda de Masnis, and he holds like the Rabbi Yehuda of our Mishnah, Ditznan. What does Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah say, in a different Mishnah say? The Rabbi Yehuda says elsewhere, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Belog haya menasech kol shmona, that he held that, um, that with a log, with a pitcher, they were menasech kol shmona, they were menasech all, uh, all of the eight days. However, in order to get to the number seven of that Mishnah, because the Mishnah said that they were only menasech the water for seven days, and this one says eight, the Gemara says, umapik rishon shmona. they get rid of the first day, and they add in the eighth day. Why did you get rid of the first day? So says the Gemara, why did we remove the first day from the Nisuchet? Why, why did we say that? So says the Gemara, because the when yesterday we saw that there was a, a hint in the Psukim, this was said in the name of uh, Rabbi Huda ben Basera yesterday at the bottom of Bez Medbez, when, it, when there was a remez about the water, the remez was on day two, which implies not day one, which means two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And then we were able to get to the count that we want. However, says the Gemara, Shmini Nami, on the eighth day, the problem with the eighth day is that we also have one of the letters that we were learning our remez of Mayim from was from day seven and not day eight. So therefore, your argument falls apart of trying to hold like Rabbi Huda ben Busera. Ella says the Gemara, you're right. Really, the Mishnah that says the Nisu Chamayim was called Zion, that's Rabbi Yehoshua. What does Rabbi Yehoshua say? He says, forget about everything we've been learning. Whether or not we do Nisu Chamayim for seven days or two days, or all of that, stop, stop making a svara about it from Mashivara. Total disconnect. We know exactly why we keep seven days, and here's why we keep seven days of Nisu Chamaim, because says the Gemara, one-third of the way down on Gimel Amanal of Nisu Chamaim called Shiva, doing Nisu Chamaim seven days in a row, that is Hilchasag Mirila. That is a Halacha Lamosh Misina. We've learned this probably three times in Shas, maybe four probably three or probably four times already, that we've learned this before, that there is a Halacha Lamosh Misina that sounds like this. So this, uh, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, and in the name of uh, all of these people, so says the Gemara, Eser Natios, we learn one of the laws of 10 saplings that are born that are born and planted within 30 days of Shemitah, that those can be, those are considered rooted and can be tended to as a previous year. Arava, the halachos of an arava, and venisu chamayim, and also the libations of water on the times of Sukkot that it lasts seven days, all of those are halachalamosh misina. So these last 12 lines, we're just trying to see, hey, you, you said that mashiva rochmer negeshem was based on nisu chamayim. How does that work? Nisu chamayim was seven days long, says the Gemara. You're asking uh, an oil and water question. The only reason why we say that there's seven days of Nisu Chamaim is because it's Halacha Lamosh Misin. I don't try and overlay the Halachos of Nisu Chamaim onto Mashiva Ruch Geshem. Those rules don't intersect. The reason why we have seven days of Nisu Chamaim is because it's Halacha Lamosh Misin. I halfway down on Gimel Amaral at the two dots. Here's a long quote from the Mishnah that we had started with in the beginning of the parak. Here's the quote, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda had said in our Mishnah, Mishum Rabbi Hoshua, in the name of Rabbi Hoshua. What did we learn? That when we have Chazanim who go up to David on the last day of Sukkis, the Bal Musaf is the one who mentions Mashiv Haruach. However, Harishon Eino Maskir. But the Baal Shachris does not. He does not say Mashiv Arach Merida However, Biyong Tov Harishon Shal Pesach, we're trying to figure out the exact moment when we stop saying Mashiv Arach. So the Mishnah is being very clear and taking up a lot of space. Biyong Tov Harishon Shal Pesach, 
on the first day of Pesach, Harishon Mazkir, we still do say Mashiva Ruach through the Baal Shachris on the first day of Pesach. However, Ha'achron, the Baal Musaf on that day, already he changes gears and Eino Mazkir. He does not say Mashiva Ruach Mrida Geshem. Okay? And that brings us to a question. We had said in this quote that we just read, this four-line quote in the middle of Gemal Amad Aleph, we had said that it was Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua. But that really poses a big problem. Hey, Rabbi Yehoshua, which Rabbi Yehoshua are you talking about? If you want to say it's Rabbi Yehoshua Demas Nisan, then we have a sheet of Rabbi Yehoshua in our Mishnah. That can't be. Because Ha'amar, he says, that on the last day of Yontav, you say Mashiv Haruch Merida Geshem, seemingly without distinction between Shachris and Musaf. Well, that's not like the quote that Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. So it can't be that same Rabbi Yoshua, because the Rabbi Yoshua that we saw in our Mishnah made no distinction between Shachris and Musaf. And therefore, we'd assume that even by Shachris, we would have said, and that's not what Rabbi Yehuda was saying. Ella, maybe we should say it's a different Rabbi Yoshua. It's Rabbi Yoshua de Brisa. What does the Brisa say? That can't be either. Ha'amar, Mishas Hanachaso, from the time that we stopped using Alula, that also doesn't teach us a distinction between the Baal Shachras and the Baal Musaf. Besuin, furthermore, just to make matters a little bit more complicated, and this seems to be a little bit out of left field, but we'll come back to it in a moment. Ha'adetanya, we have another Brisa that says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Mishum ben Beseira, another comment of Rabbi Yehuda, quoting someone whose name is only Ben, his father, Ben Becerra. And we don't know who it is, but let's see what this Rebbe Huda is quoting. This sounds a lot like the sheet of Rebbe Huda in the name of Rebbe Yoshua. Should we assume that, Rebbe, that this Rebbe Yoshua is the same as Ben Becerra? Let's see. Hi, Ben Becerra. Which one is it? If you want to say it's from the Brisa that we saw in the bottom of Bez and Bez, that can't be. He says, we start with Mashiva Ruach on day two of Yantiv, which means that there's no way that this could be the same person. So Rav Nachman answers all of these questions in one fell swoop. We had first asked, who's Rabbi Yehuda speaking about when he says Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yoshua? And then we said, who's Rabbi Yehuda talking about when he speaks about Ben Becerra? Says the Gemara, tying it up in a pretty bow. Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, 12, 15 lines from the bottom. Tehei, the Rabbi Yoshua Ben Becerra. The one bird that kills two stones is the person's name was Yehoshua Ben Becerra. In one case, it says, Amar Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. In the other case, it says his name was Ben Becerra. It's the same exact person. His name is Yehoshua Ben Becerra. And Zimnin Dekari Le Bishmei, sometimes he was called by the name Yehoshua. Zimnin Dekari Le Bishmei De Abba. And sometimes he was referred to by his father, Ben so-and-so. Oh, so says the Gemara, what's the distinguishing factor? When was he called Ben Becerra? And when was he called by his first name? So says the Gemara, in one case, it was prior to his having gotten smicha as a dayan, not the shul rabbi smicha that we're talking about today. We're talking about dayanus. The smicha that rabbis have today, most shul rabbis that they have are what we refer to as yore yore, that they know the halachos of yore day, they can pass in regular regular run-of-the-mill shilas. They could answer run-of-the-mill shilas. But a dayan has a different smicha called yadin yadin. And that means that that person has learned dalad and they are holding cup in psach halacha, uh, very, very high level of learning. Um, and those people are the ones who we're referring to in this case in regards to smicha. Now, which one was which? 
before he got smicha, did they call him Yehoshua? Or was it before he got smicha, they called him Ben Becerra? So the Rashi points this out, before they gave him smicha, Rashi says he wasn't so chashuv. So they called him Ben Becerra. Called him by his last name. It's like, you know, when we were playing sports and they refer to refer to you as like Karish on the field, you know, like that. Ah, it's not, you're with your friends. It's, a, it's chilled. It's relaxed. Mashain came the buster to the That's when they called him by his first name because it became Chashu. Now we have an added layer of covet, which is that we would never, ever call a Dayan by his first name. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to imagine like going to, Rav Gedalia of Schwarzetzel and being and just calling him like it's an unfathomable thing to go over to a Dayan and call him by his first name. Thank God we have uh, we have levels of respect for the generations that are before us. Okay, uh, next uh, section of the Gemara, ten lines from the bottom. So the Gemara says Tana. We have a Brisa or a Tosefta, but Bitalu Veruchos Lo Lahazkir. When it comes to dew and when it comes to wind, that's not the same as Mashiva Ruch Geshem. I should say, not the same as Morit HaGeshem, because Tal and Ruchos are excluded. You want to say something nice about Hashem? You're welcome to, but it's absolutely not the obligation. Fine. My time, what's the reason for such a distinction? Why do we not speak about Tal and Ruchos? Says the Gemara, They never stop. They never stop. So because they never stop, so then therefore you don't have to use that as an accolade. Okay, I don't know. I would have thought you still have to say thank you, but the Gemara says it's not a requirement. That's not what we're even discussing. We're talking about maskir and gvuros kishomim. Tal, water, is not included in, in Morin HaGeshem. Okay, let's see what's going on here. The tal minolan delome atzer. How do we know that tal, the dew, is nonstop, that it constantly exists? Says the Gemara, dechsiv, tupsukim one after the other, and we will contrast one with the other, where we will see that dew is missing from the second one. He says to the evil king of Achav, Chai Hashem, Elokei Yisrael, it's a language of Shvua about Hashem, Asher Amadati Lefanav, Im Yehya Shanama Eletalumatar, Ki Im Lefi Devari. The, the towel, the dew, and the rain will be as I say, and I'm going to prove to you that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Yet in a later Pasuk, the later Pasuk says a little differently. But he left out the towel. What's the reason why in the contrasting Pasuk that uh, that uh, Elio Atishbi left out Tal. My time, as we turn to the top of Daf Gimel Base, says the Gemara Mishum Delome Atzer. That's because it never stopped. The Tal never stops. Oh, so says the Gemara, if that's true, that uh, you're never going to be Ma'atzer, so then I don't understand. Then why in the first Pasuk did he include it? If you want to tell me, Achav, listen, I have a close connection to a Baruch Hu, I can control the rain through him. No problem. Sometimes it rains, sometimes it doesn't. So if you're saying that Tal never stops, then why in the first Pasuk did you say Tal the Matar? You should have just said Matar. Great question. So it says the Gemara on the second line of Gemalam and Beis, Even the dew of bracha, there's two different kinds of dew. There's regular dew. That's like when you walk with your shoes in the morning on the grass and you see that you've picked up a little bit of liquid on the toe of your shoe. So that's regular, regular tal. However, there's also tal de bracha, which is, uh, it's a little different. Take a look at the third line of Rashi, tal de bracha. What is this special dew? Anything can grow from this. 
forgiveness. Fine. Again, don't know exactly what that is. So if that's true, that what he was talking about was that type of do, then then why in the next pasuk did he leave it out? Then he should have included tal debracha in the contrasting pasuk. So says the Gemara, the reason why he left it out of the second one was, was Mishum, to Lominka Ramilsa Acha would never have appreciated the difference between regular tal and tal debracha. And we had said as well in the beginning of this section of the Gemara, where right now Gemalam at base four lines down, skip the word Ella, we said that Ruchos as well, that wind was also not a requirement to be included in the Mashiva Ruach. Technically, if you skipped Mashiva Ruach and just said, Morit HaGashem, in theory, I'm no, I'm, I'm no posik, but that's what it seems like from the Gemara, that if you skip the phrase of Mashiv HaRuach and said Morit HaGashem, in theory, you would not have to go back or repeat anything, you should be fine. Fine, let's see, why Why is it that Ruchos were left out? Ruchos, the Gemara said earlier, because Ruchos are nonstop, there's always a little bit of wind. Ruchos menalan de me'atzar, how do we know that the wind never stops? Amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, the Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, ki, Ke'arba ruchos hashamayim pirashti, eschem and umashem. The four uh, ways of the world, they were spread out. Now, Micah Amar Lehu, what was the Kaddish Baruch Hu saying? Ilema, if you want to say that hachi kamar lo Kaddish Baruch Hu Yisrael, that what Hashem was saying was actually about the people, that they were peirasti, that they were spread out. Dibedar tinchu, that when I spread you out, ba'arba ruche da'alma, then the Pasuk doesn't make sense. It shouldn't have said ki ki'arba, like the winds, like the four winds, it should have said bi'arba. And the Gemara says, if that's what you wanted to say, that it's talking about people, lihachi ki'arba, bi'arba mi It should have said, you moved us, you moved us, not like the four winds, but to the four corners of the earth. Ella, it must be hachi ka'amar. Keshem she'i olam below ruchos. Just like the world can't exist without wind. Kach i'e olam below Yisrael. So too, it has to be that the Yidin have to be alive in order for the world to continue. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, just to our left, below Yisrael. It has to do with us keeping the Torah, us making sure that we're actually doing our part. I think I shared this story with you and I got grilled the other day about by someone and who asked me, why did the Jews choose themselves as the chosen people? I'm like, it's not such a push at a zach. There's a lot to do to be a, from a yid. You have to hold on to 613 mitzvahs in your cup uh, all day long. The Mishnah Brewer writes that if you're not learning Hilchos Shabbos regularly, Lechor, you're violating Shabbos right and left. It's a big, a big burden. And then all of that is the leaves on the tree and the, the forest is Kvot Shemaim. It's a big responsibility. So there, there's no way that there could be a, there, there could be a world without the, the Yidin being Mechabed Kvot Shemaim by keeping Halacha. Fine. Says the Gemara, we are 12 lines down or so, quarter of the way down on Gimel Amad Beis. Amar B'chanina, Hilkach, therefore, Bimosachama, this is Halacha Lamaisa, during the Bimosachama, when it is a non-rainy season, Omar Mashiv Haruach, Ein Machzir so. If you say Mashiva Ruach, we don't make him go back. Omar Morid Hageshem, if he does say Morid Hageshem in the summertime, Machzirin so. That's a problem. Then we make you go back. Bimosag Shamim, what if it was the winter months or the rainy season? Lo Omar Mashiva Ruach, if you skip the phrase of Mashiva Ruach, Ein Machzirin so. But lo Omar Morid Hageshem, if you skip the words of Morid Hageshem, then Machzirin so. Below Od. 
Not only that, even if you want to add the things in that are irrelevant, remember, we just learned that ruach is irrelevant, right? We assume that it's a constant and therefore it can't be ikuva because you don't have to say it in the first place. And if you said that Hashem spreads tal, they spreads do everywhere, these things, even if you add them, it doesn't make a difference. It can't ruin it. So interesting that it's not considered a hefsek. You're not allowed to speak during davening unless it's a tzoruch tefillah. But maybe there's some latitude in, in saying, uh, in saying uh, an extra accolade to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Though, again, every bracha that we say is and we really try to stay within form. And we should not be adding things to the first three brachas. But again, no paskening here. But the Gemara does seem a little... Maybe it's being a, a little myopic on the one topic that if you add this in, it's not a big deal to add in these things. Okay, so it says the Gemara one third of the way down Tana, we have another brisa. When it comes to clouds and when it comes to wind, the Chachamim did not require us to make mention of it when we were talking about Gvuros Geshamim. But if in fact a person wanted to be Maskir, then he's welcome to add it in, no problem. My taima says the Gemara, mishum delome atre, because these things don't stop; they're constant. Clouds are constant, and wind is constant. Now, this brisa is not intending to conflict with the other brisa. All the Gemara is saying is that we have multiple brises that speak about the same idea. Says the Gemara, delome atre, they don't stop. We know that things do stop. How do we know? Ve'atani, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef brought a brisa. What does the pasuk say? We know this pasuk from the second paragraph of Shema that Hakadosh Baruch Hu can stop the Shemaim. He can stop the clouds and he can stop the wind. So it says the brisa. Hold on one second. You want to say that pshat in the pasuk of Ve'atzar Shemaim is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to stop the clouds and the ruchos? Maybe it's only talking about the rain. Maybe it's not talking about what you think it's talking about. So says the Gemara, that the Brisa, that can't be. Halfway down. Well, we have another Pasuk that explicitly speaks about Matar. And therefore, it can't be that the Diuk on Atzar HaShemayim is on Matar because the Pasuk explicitly speaks about Matar. Hare Matar Amor, that's already taken care of. Therefore, if the words Atzar HaShemayim are not speaking about Matar, what must they be talking about, says the Gemara, and concluding the Brisa, that means that it must be that the Avim and the Ruchos are excluded. And that, that must be that, uh, that must be what the Pasuk is talking about. And therefore, says the Gemara, Kasha Ruchos Aruchos, Kasha Avim Avim. So now we have a stira. We have a stira because one Brisa says that Avim and Ruchos can't be stopped. Yet another Brisa says, based on the Pasuk, that Avim and Ruchos can be stopped. So how do we how do we look at that? Says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down. The seeming contradiction between one brisa that speaks about clouds and another brisa that speaks about clouds that is not a problem. These are different types of clouds. These are clouds that are pre-storm clouds, and are post-storm clouds. Those are different ones. And ruchos ruchos lokasha, the two brises that have a seeming contradiction about whether or not ruach can stop. That depends. One is one is what? Weather. Oh my gosh. Weather or not? Yeah. You're not old enough for that. <laughs> there are people in this room who can pull off the corny jokes, but uh, Michael, you, you don't have enough gray hair for that one. All right, so it says very well done. Very, very, very well done. Says the Gemara, Ruchos Aruchos Lokashia, that the seeming contradiction about the Ruach in the two Bryce says that's also not a problem. It depends. 
there's common winds, and they have different halachos. Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument. How can that be? We need it We need it for the threshing floor, so that when we take the shovel and throw up the mixture of grain and chaff, that the wind will blow away the chaff and let the grains fall back to the ground. Says the Gemara, it's helpful, but it's not the only way to get to the goal. Says the Gemara, we can get there with a filter of some kind. It's a kind of like a, uh, you know, you, you've, you make the colander exactly how you need. The holes are just the right size where the grains where the grains can fall through and the chaff can't. You figure it out. But doesn't, you're waiting for a rush to separate the chaff from the grain. What if you live in a valley? You're going to be there a long time. So we, that's obviously not Le'ikuba. And yet another b'risa, Tana, the b'risa teaches us, clouds and wind are, are second only to rain. They're very similar to rain. Hechidami. What is going on here? Amar Ula, v'itema Rebbe. Oh, v'itema Rebbe Yehuda. This should be Rabbi Yehuda, no? <clears throat> yeah, Rabbi Huda, because uh, Rabbi Huda is the language of a Tana, but that doesn't make sense because it's either Ula or Rabbi Huda the Tana. It doesn't make sense. So the note on the side changes it to Rabbi Huda the Amora. And this is the same Rabbi Huda the Amora that a couple of blad ago, the last blad of Masechet Rosh Hashanah, was the one who never stopped learning ever. And Mamish didn't dive in Shachar Sminchamar more than once a month. It was very, very, um, his Hasmada was, uh, was immeasurably awesome. I don't know that we have anyone in our world today who skips any minyanim whatsoever because they're not mavatal. I've never heard of such a thing. All the great kedom that we know of, I, I, Rav Yashiv, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, I've watched Rav Chaim Kanievsky daven, he daven kibosikin every day for decades in front of people. I've seen him walk to Marv. They built a walkway from his place, uh, from where he sits. And if you've ever been there to be right by the Kabbalah Skal, he has a little room up the stairs. So they built like a walkway, a bridge. He goes to Shacharis. He's the biggest Tamil Chacham in the world. He's the biggest Tzaddik in the world. He still dabbed three times a day, but Rabbi Huda was obviously next level. Anyways, uh, so what does it mean that the clouds and the winds are similar to rains? Says the Gemara, the bus are mitra. We're talking about cloud and wind that's after a storm. This makes a, an impression that it's something wonderful, but the wind isn't always that good. That after the rain, there could be avak ve'afar, there could be uh, there could be dust and there could be dirt. There we see that that wind is considered a negative thing in that Pasuk. So how can you say it's the same things? It says the Gemara depends what kind of wind it is. Lokasha, Pa de Asanicha depends how it how it approached. Some says that if it approached softly, it's not so bad. And Hada Asa Razia, if it comes in very strong, then it is problematic. And the Gemara continues, Hada Mala Avak, it depends. According according to some, that's if it's if it if it's Mala Avak, if it raises the dirt, that makes it a little bit more problematic, the wind. And Hada Lomala Avak, a wind that's more gentle that doesn't raise the 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 dirt. He actually takes it a step further. The wind that follows a rainstorm is like the rain itself. Eva, the cloud de basar, uh, Eva de basar mitra kimitra, same as well for the clouds that are afterwards. The clouds uh, after uh, a storm are considered as good as the storm. And then the Gemara says, Shimsha de basar mitra, if you have sun after the rain, kitre mitre, it's as if it rained twice. Okay, the mai. What case might we be leaving out from all of this? Says the Gemara, the Meute Gilhe Delilia. This is to exclude a flash of light at night. And light that peers through cracks in the clouds. These things are considered to not be such good things. Fine. Amar Rabba. 
male tagla lature, the benefit of tagla, tagla, teleg, sheleg, toughen shin, of snow on the caps of mountains, lature, is kichamisha mitre la'ara. It's like five rains on the ground because it's constantly dripping and melting and providing more rain. However, the Gemara doesn't give the argument that I just gave, that it provides a slow, constant source of rain, but rather based on a pasuk. Shinemar, Yomar. When we speak about snow, we will say about it. Who eretz? It's going to be on the ground. Follow along. The geshem. That's one reference to rain. Matar. That's another reference to rain. The geshem. That's another reference to rain. Mitros is another two references to rain, which is five references in one pasuk. Uzo. It's strength. So one shalak to five rains. That's how the Gemara says. Is kichamisha mitre laara. Rava. Rava says. Talgalature, snow is good for ture, for mountains. Mitra razia le'ilane, rain that is razia, that is strong, is good for the tree. Mitra nicha le'pire, and uh, rain that it comes down softly is good for fruit. Or pila, rashi, or pila, geshamim dakim. It's very thin rain, namely it is drizzling or a misting of some kind, much, much lighter type of rain. Or pila, top line of dalet amadalet, afilo le partsida de tuse, even for the seed that is under the dirt, kala, that's going to be a good thing, mahanyale, it'll be helpful. And my or pilu, and with this we will conclude what is considered or pila, says the Gemara, Uro pile. It's good for what is under the, the word pile means cracks. It's good for it awakens that which is in the crack. In other words, the seed that's under the ground. The misting is good for that which is under the ground. We'll stop right here. Mirza Hashem will pick up tomorrow morning, right after the 6:30 Shachris at around 7:05 a.m. Wishing you all a beautiful night.